Hi, everyone. This is your favorite functional medicine consultant, Andy Robbins, with uh, another riveting episode of Quantum Health. <laughs> um, <clears throat> you know, you never have a, a stronger conviction about something than when you've experienced it yourself. And that's the angle that I'm going to take on today's discussion on arthritis, because um, I experienced something really positive personally, and I'm hoping that talking about it will help a lot of other people too. So let me begin by saying uh, I've been pretty hard on my body throughout my life. I was a football player all the way up to my first year of college, and I only quit when I started breaking my fingers. You know, I, I knew I was never going to play pro ball, but I did intend to play music for the rest of my life, and I wanted to preserve my fingers. So after experiencing one particularly gruesome injury to my ring finger, I decided to hang up my cleats. But I continued to be hard on my body after that. I worked for UPS for six hard years as a preloader, working on a, uh, a hard cement floor, loading package cars in the wee hours of the morning, uh, lifting dozens of heavy boxes for hours at a time, bending and twisting awkwardly at, at a fast pace. And I, I never gave up my weightlifting ad addiction until late in life. Actually, I'm still not over that, but I've just learned to modify it. Uh, a lot compared to what I used to do. Um, heavy deadlifts and, and squats were part of my regular weekly regime well into my 40s. But while I did get smart enough to give that up um, about 10 years ago or so, I've nevertheless remained very active, continuing to do regular weight training and, and running. And then two years ago, I started to experience some symptoms that really made me snap to attention. You see, while I've had some shoulder and back problems over the years, I was proud of the fact that my knees remained pain-free and very mobile. But two summers ago, my boys and I greeted the first signs of summer with some backyard football and with me keeping up with my athletic sons very well, if I may say so. But the next day, I was greeted by both knees really complaining. <laughs> And for the next several months, I struggled with terrible inflammation in my knees. And I thought, oh, no, not my knees. Well, my dad uh, has had knee replacement surgery on both knees. That happened many years ago. And it was a, a horrible recovery process. And he's always said that bad knees and arthritis run in our family. Well, I was beating the odds with my knees until I hit 54. I thought that I was just experiencing some temporary inflammation after a hard afternoon of backyard football, but the inflammation didn't go away. For months, I couldn't squat down and come back up without pulling myself up with my arms, and, and even that was painful for my knees. And I really started, started to get worried that my knees would be the, the end of my active lifestyle and the condition that they were in at the time. But then I remembered back when I was having really bad shoulder trouble, I started taking undenatured type 2 collagen. And um, in 90 days, my shoulder pain was remarkably better. So with that in mind, what is undenatured type 2 collagen? Well, as you see on the screen here, undenatured type 2 collagen, or UC2, is a natural collagen complex studied extensively in arthritis and joint pain st and, and stiffness. Uh, it actually comes from um, chicken collagen is where UC2 comes from. It comes from, from the sternum, I believe it is, uh, of chickens. 
So uh, this is a very, very powerful option for uh, arthritis and joint pain. So I'll get to the research on that in a minute, but, but let me uh, tell you the rest of my story first. Um, I had backed off the dosing that I took back when I was having more pronounced shoulder trouble and was just using a maintenance dose of one tablet every other day after I got to the point where I was feeling better again. And that seemed to keep my shoulder out of trouble, but my knees weren't as lucky. So uh, I started taking a lot more, two per day, religiously to help to rebuild the collagen. And I added three to four per day of a specialized pro-resolving mediator product to uh, help with the inflammation. Well, I'd love to tell you that I was remarkably better in a few weeks, but that's not what happened. I, I didn't notice any difference at all for the first few months, in fact, but I kept after it because I didn't know what else to do. I was about six months into it, though, and I realized one day that I wasn't having any more deep knee pain. In fact, I could bend down and squat all the way down and stay in that squatted position for as long as I wanted to and come back up without any pain and without any assistance. And that was a big shock to me. It, it, it just seemed to, I, I suppose it came on gradually, but I just sort of realized one day that I wasn't having that same knee pain. And now my knees don't bother me at all. So that's my experience. So what I'd like to do now is to transition into a little bit of uh, the science of the two things that I was taking. So you can kind of make the connection as to why this worked so well for me and why this is something you might wanna consider for uh, you and your patients. Now, here's the, the data on the UC2. It was shown to be more than twice as effective as glucosamine and chondroitin for joint relief, as you see in that diagram there. So the undenatured type two collagen or UC2 um, has actually been very thoroughly researched. This is not the only study, this is just one of many. Um, in fact, this one study that you're looking at on the screen compared UC2 head to head against glucosamine and chondroitin in knee arthritis. Now, as you see there in the, the gray part of the diagram, both groups got some mild benefit in terms of pain relief in the first two weeks, but then the progression of pain relief leveled off at that point in the glucosamine and chondroitin group, but continued to progress with the UC2 group. In fact, after 90 days, the pain relief in the UC group was more than double compared to the glucosamine chondroitin group. And that was my experience as well. You know, I tried a glucosamine chondroitin and MSM mix, but it really didn't seem to do that much for me when I was having my shoulder problems. But when I transitioned over to the UC2 blend, I started noticing some mild benefits in two weeks, just like the research showed with continued improvement over the next few months. Now, some of you may already know that I had sh shoulder surgery when I was 30, and that pretty much wrecked my shoulder worse than the original injury had done. <clears throat> it, was a, it was a terrible outcome, and my shoulder was toast for many years after that. It was only after, after I started taking the UC2 that I noticed a, a marked improvement and was able to resume my active lifestyle. Now, in some of the other research, UC2 has also been shown to improve joint range index and support joint mobility and improvement in exercise tolerance. And I definitely noticed that as well. I noticed that I could actually do a little bit of resistance training without the kind of pain that I was having before. And, and my recovery time was 
greatly improved. Uh, sometimes I would be lit up for several days after an upper body workout, but uh, after doing the, the UC2 for a few weeks to months, uh, I, was, I noticed that I could actually do a light workout and, and be comfortable in the workout and, and not have a lot of inflammation afterwards. So that was a welcome change. In a, another study on the UC2 and a HOPS combination, all the subjects reported improvement in pain relief most as early as two weeks. So this combination is now my go-to when it comes to anything related to joints. But beyond what we've already seen in the research so far, let's also note uh, another very, very important component of the research, and that's that most patients were able to eliminate their pain medication after 12 weeks. And to me, that's just huge because anytime you can get a patient to reduce or eliminate pain meds, that's a huge health benefit right there. Perhaps some of you listening already know that the uh, GI bleeding caused by chronic use of NSAIDs is the 16th leading cause of death in the U.S. Well then, what does the long-term data show? Because, you know, sometimes people will have a, a initial improvement in something, but it doesn't always last. So uh, we, we want to interest ourselves in what the long-term data shows. And indeed, this also showed a, a great uh, promise as well, because after eight months, there was continued improvement that was observed in most of the subjects that were doing UC2. Uh, so the, the, the most significant pain relief was seen in the first 90 days in some of that data, uh, but the, they, they did get continued uh, incremental benefit beyond that first 90 days. So that's really, really promising as well. Now, the next thing that I think has really made a difference in the addition uh, is the addition of the, uh, the specialized pro-resolving mediators or SPMs that I added to the mix too when I started having all that knee pain. Now, what are SPMs? Well, they are the end stage of the inflammatory process. Uh, SPMs are how the immune system shuts down the inflammatory process and resolves inflammation. SPMs are, are not anti-inflammatory substances per se, but they are resolvers of that process of inflammation. Now, note in this diagram that at the first stage of inflammation, there's, there's a, a reactive response where the immune system initiates the neutrophils and the other pro-inflammatory chemicals. And it's at this point that um, the, uh, the, the specialized pro-resolving mediators um, are also initiated to recruit the macrophages which help to clean out the cellular debris and then begin the process of, of resolving the, the inflammatory process. So SPMs continue their work until the debris is cleared uh, and the, the tissues are remodeled and the inflammatory process then is completely shut down. Um, so SPMs are very important for the immune system to carry out that process through to its completion and then shut everything down, resolving the inflammation. And our bodies make SPMs, by the way, but let me go to the next slide here. Um, there are a number of factors that inhibit the body's ability to make SPMs. Uh, and the number one factor is probably age. That's why the diseases of aging are all inflammatory in nature for the most part, because the body isn't making as much of these pro-resolving SPMs to keep the inflammation at bay. Uh, other things that hinder SPM productions are listed here on the screen, overload of environmental irritants or toxicity and unhealthy uh, dietary patterns as excess intake of low quality dietary fats and or carbohydrates, too little or 
uh, uh, too little exercise or overexertion. So actually too much exercise can be a bad thing too in that regard and other physical stressors. Uh, so having said that, the, the, the good news is though that we can take SPMs orally, even though the body might not be making them as much as um, is possible or they used to because of various factors, we can take these things orally now. Uh, so uh, let's take a look at where SPMs have been studied. Uh, so aspiration pneumonia, so these lung issues, asthma, cystic fibrosis, colitis, um, as well as periodontitis, so even dental issues. Uh, look at this um, mouse model here on the colitis. Now look at the, uh, the, the middle uh, in, in intestinal uh, intestines there of the mouse model and look how, look at the tissue destruction and the shortening of the intestines. But look at the one on the far right, which is colitis plus one of the pro-resolving mediators and look at the tissue protection that that provided. Also eye issues, dry eyes, retinopathy, cornea inflammation. Uh, SPMs have been studied in vascular disease because uh, and it has been shown that they inhibit platelet aggregation and re reduce the size of myocardial infarction. Obesity due to the reduction of, of, of adipokines and fatty liver and reduced pro-inflammatory cytokines. Likewise with type two diabetes because SPMs improve insulin sensitivity and promote healing of diabetic wounds. Strokes, um, for the same reason where vascular disease is concerned, it reduces infarct volume and also Alzheimer's disease, which we'll talk about um, in an upcoming webinar that I'm doing soon, July 21st. Um, um, and uh, SPMs have been shown to protect neurons from damage. Now, um, these SPMs taken orally are actually derived from uh, omega-3 fatty acids, EPA and DHA. They're the downstream metabolites of EPA and DHA. So, so um, and these fatty acids are also reported to reduce inflammation. So do we really need to take SPMs with that in mind? Well, the point here is that EPA and DHA are not SPMs and do not resolve inflammation. See, supplementation with SPMs is a more targeted and direct way to resolve that inflammation. Plus, as this next slide indicates, as you see there with that um, uh, illustration, um, the pro-resolving mediators, in this case, the 18-HEPE and 17-HDHA are downstream metabolites of EPA and DHA, but the conversion is very, very poor. Um, the conversion of SPMs from EPA and DHA are not very efficient at all. In fact, it's only about a 3% conversion in the healthiest of individuals. So you would have to take close to 10 grams of fish oil per day for months to be, even be able to measure the smallest amount of SPMs in the blood. So it's much more efficient to take SPMs fractionated from the omega-3 fatty acids in order to get the benefits shown in the research. So some other possible applications here of SPMs, rheumatoid arthritis, as well as osteoarthritis, uh, fibromyalgia, eczema and psoriasis. We've seen some great results with atopic disorders, acute injuries, acute infections, and muscle soreness due to overexertion. Now, here's the lead researcher on SPMs, Dr. Charles Surhan from Harvard. He's a brilliant scientist that first brought the body of evidence on SPMs forward many years ago, but he sold that research to a drug company and they promptly buried it because they couldn't figure out how to make a drug out of it. So then he compiled a second body of research and has since worked collaboratively with Metagenics to bring this to market. 
So with Dr. Sirhan's help, Metagenics developed a patented fractionation process to isolate these SPMs from the downstream metabolism of omega-3 fatty acids. So there's a look at the SPMs. If you want to want to the kind of potency that you should be looking for, um, there's three different pro-resolving mediators listed there, the uh, 18-HEPE, the 17-HDHA, and the 14-HDHA. They're all three there uh, in uh, one gram per two soft gels, so 500 milligrams per soft gel. Uh, and, and for acute injuries, you can take six to eight a day for short durations, but for chronic problems, you might want to consider a loading dose of that same amount for about three to four days or so, and then back off to more of a maintenance dose of two to four per day for as long as the symptoms remain. Now, I'm gonna end with this slide right here, uh, just uh, refreshing our memory from the start of uh, our time together today, uh, showing you that same diagram where the initiation phase is concerned, we're in, in the inflammatory process. Uh, so once again, making the point that SPM support a healthy and balanced inflammasome response. That's the innate part of the immune system. And then on the, the back end of that, SPMs support an efficient resolution and repair response. So, you know, I'm living proof that this works. Um, you know, there's a lot more to say about SPMs. The body of evidence is really, really getting big now, getting really, really significant. And we'll talk more about that a little bit when we do our um, stress in the brain class on July 21st. Uh, but as far as this topic is concerned, once again, um, I got great results with a combination of the osteo of the uh, undenatured type two collagen, uh, as well as the SPM product uh, in, in combination. And um, that really did the trick for me. And I'm pain free today. My knees are great. That's like nothing ever happened. So anyway, I hope that helps you. Uh, if you have any questions on that, you know where to find me. So as always, this is Andy Robbins. Appreciate you all. Take care.